All right, all right, all right. Carnivore Soldier coming at you from Austin, Texas. Today, we got another podcaster. This is the Carnivore Way podcast, where I interview carnivores and carnivore content creators and talk about how their life's been changed through this diet and this way of eating and just how life is for them. So let's go ahead and bring in my guest. This is Pete from all the way from Brisbane, Australia. Hey, Pete, how's Hello, it going, man? man? Yeah, really well, man. How are you? Thanks for having Great. me. Great, brother. You're you really from Brisbane. It. You guys call it Brizzy, right? Yeah, Brisbane, or if you're a real local, you call it Briz Vegas. Briz Vegas. Uh, Why is that? Do you, yeah. have, you have casinos? It originated, no, it originated in the, in the 90s when Brisbane was like the place where nothing happened. So it's quite an ironic statement. <laughs> Why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us uh, about yourself. Yeah, yeah sure. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Pete uh, from Brisbane, carnivore currently of eight months. I started a YouTube channel on the 1st of January, 2024. So I'm really beginning that journey right now as I try and spread the carnivore message. I have lost 65 pounds since December 2022 when I started keto. I've cured depression and anxiety and I'm healing a gut issue as well. So my carnivore experience is quite the mixed bag. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Mine was too. It's the things that I didn't expect outweigh the things that I did expect. I just did it for exactly. weight. Yep. And when the weight came off, that was amazing. That in itself was great. But the unexpected mm -hmm. things like not having allergy pills anymore, not taking allergy pills at all, yeah. Uh, yeah, not exactly. aching in the morning, springing up in the morning with tons of energy, not sitting on my couch. My couch is neglected now. And it used to be my primary spot. Me too. I hate the couch. Every <laughs> evening, I'm like, what can I do? What can I do with myself? I hate watching TV. I know. Um, like, I keep myself much busier these days. Now, I'm a hockey yeah. fan. So yeah. if the Red Wings are playing, I'll go watch a hockey game. But that's yeah. specific. Yeah, well, that's different. That's event. different. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But I, I often say that came for the weight loss, stay for the mental health improvements, uh, yeah. etc. I mean, I used to be the whole Netflix binge guy. I binge a show yeah. and just sit there for hours mm. and watch shows and eat. Of course, I ate. Yeah. Because yeah. I was yeah. eating that never satiating, always craving food. And uh, mm -hmm. that's gone too. So, yeah. all right. Well, I should also add, I guess that ties into what? the question you've just thrown up. Yeah. You were eating on the couch. I was drinking on the couch quite, quite a lot too. So alcohol mm -hmm. was unfortunately a big part of my, my, my life up until six months ago. So I'd already started carnivore and was still on the drink and carnivores helped with that. But in, in tying to your question, we wind back to December, 2022 and after 20 years of yo-yo dieting, so I've been yo-yo dieting since I was 27. I'm now 48. The first time I lost 30 kilograms, 60, 60 odd pounds, I went on a, this is back 20 years ago when dietary advice was here nor there. And I went on a low fat, low carbohydrate diet <laughs> with, and also cut out a lot of meats, lots of vegeta vegetarian dishes, protein powders from the gym. And the loss weight fairly quickly. I worked out pretty hard, but the side effects, and I firmly believe there were side effects to that approach to weight loss where I triggered off 20 years of depression and anxiety that became overwhelming for me and controlled my life for two decades. I'm pretty sure that that was down to losing weight in an unhealthy way, probably stuffing up my metabolic health. I think it's also tied to your blood chemistry because we've been mm. preached at to lower our cholesterol too, right? Yeah. And that kind absolutely. of diet does lower your cholesterol. Unfortunately, yeah, it would have. low cholesterol correlates to depression, mental health issues, including schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, suicide, and acting violent and, yeah, and, right. impulsive, and impulsive gambling. And so there's a lot of other addictions yeah. that are caused by low cholesterol too could be drinking that could be part of it as well yeah well yeah, so i noticed that, that, that can relate I, I drink every night and that was just to get me okay. to wind down to go to bed i'd have bourbon every night bourbon or whiskey right that was mm -hmm. my thing and mm -hmm. just on ice no yeah. mixing or anything because i was carnival yeah 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 <laughs> yeah yeah i was a, yeah, that was so a neat I was whiskey man drinking I clean. yeah i was drinking clean mm. but once my blood got all normalized i don't really want it anymore it was easy yeah. to quit it was super easy to quit actually it yeah. was not hard yeah. at all now i'm not an alcoholic i don't think because maybe mm. 
if I was, I'd be craving it. I don't know. That might be a physiological thing. Mine was probably more of a mental thing, but I think the blood chemistry mm. changed. And that's part of why I started my channel was the the suicide rate for military veterans and first responders is, you know, well, for everyone it's gone up, but for them it's absurdly high. And yeah. it's probably because yeah. we aren't the warrior class. So we don't like to ask for help. We don't like to show weakness. We don't like to go to yeah. doctors. As a class of people, we typically internalize things. We suck it up and we drive on. And I think that's yep. pretty dangerous yep. when you have when you have this low cholesterol, impulsive behavior, mental illness link due to our yeah. diet. And I think all yeah. the diet did was move the fulcrum over and make it easier to tip to suicide. And when they, they mm -hmm. the problems in life are going to happen, your relationships, your money, your legal yeah. issues, they're going to happen to everyone. Yeah. But when you're when you're fulcrums tipped over here, you might pick suicide where when it's just normal, you can probably handle it. And that's what I think is happening. Exactly. So that's why I started yeah. my job my, because I realized the difference in me because I wake up. I don't know about your mental health. We'll talk about it a little bit. But when I wake mm. up, incredibly positive attitude. Every day mm. is a good day. Every day is a yeah, good man. day. I've never had that before. Every day for yeah. the last 290 days has been a good day. Not one bad day. It's crazy. It's incredible. It's incredible, it right? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's super yeah. incredible. It, it's mind-blowing. Yeah. But you, that's such a great point about veterans not being able to ask for help. I can see that being such a problem because, I mean, I did ask for help. So I went in and out yeah. of doctors and psychologists and ended up at a psychiatrist's office as well. And I was put on four different yeah. drugs and none, none of them worked. And uh, SSRIs? Yeah, no. Yeah, two SSRIs. Yeah. So that was Prozac and Sertraline. Yeah. yeah. Bad stuff. And then also, yeah, awful. And also Valium at one point. Yeah. And then the worst of them all was pregabalin, which is a drug called Lyrica, which has only oh, yeah. been used, that's been used experimentally for, for mental health. It's primarily used for nerve pain and nerve damage. Yeah. But the psychiatrist threw me on that. And man, this is that's a crazy story. Like within two days of having that drug, I fell down the staircase at home. I just literally missed a step. Oh, wow. And pummeled down that, that wooden staircase. And the doctor said I was lucky not to, to cause spinal injury on that fall. I had a bruise the size of, you know, yeah. giant bruise on my waist. It almost killed me just taking that drug for two days. And, and the other thing it's is, incredible. if these vets do ask for help, they get that kind of care, standard care, which is not good. It's not going to yeah. fix the problem. It's yeah. going to make things worse. And Usually. I know when people yeah. go to the VA, they have PTSD, whatever they have, and they say they have mm. problems. This is what they get given they get given a cocktail of drugs and then they start getting side effects so they get another drug to address that side effect and pretty soon they have a cascade of drugs yeah, on yeah. their nightstand and yeah. i know people personally that have like, that and i was afraid of that i was terrified mm -hmm. that would happen to me so i never absolutely i just didn't yeah. want to go down that road i was like i'll just suck yeah. it up and be and i figured it was Locking normal them. i figured being depressed every now and then was normal i just thought that's what happened mm -hmm. when anxiety normal right yeah. Yeah. When I, anxiety first hit me, I had a panic attack at work 18 years ago in a closed door meeting. So it was in a room with four executives. It was just a normal day at work, but then it hit me. This, and I didn't actually know what it was. I'd never experienced panic before. So I'm sitting in the, the room starts caving in, the walls closing in, you're sweating, you're, your heart's racing, your eyes on the door. Clearly the people in the room were like, what's going on with this guy? Yeah. I didn't say anything. I, I remember walking out to my car, just going, what the hell was that? What was that about? Yeah. Did you get the hot flash, like from cortisol, where you get hot, cold? The works. It was a really, yeah. I thought I was having a heart attack. It was a really severe yeah. panic attack. And uh, that compounded itself into becoming a fear of the fear. For 20 sure. years, I couldn't fly. I couldn't fly without being medicated because I was so scared of getting a panic attack inside a claustrophobic confined space, like inside yeah. a plane. It just became this, it fed itself. And then that being scared of anxiety, feeling sorry for myself that I had this thing made me depressed. So it really compounds itself. It's an awful affliction. Yeah. I always had fear too before carnivore. And mm. the fear was one Alzheimer's because my mother died at 67, right. 10 years older than I am now. And her last 10 years quality of life was awful. And I was thinking, okay, yeah. this is it. I'm probably going to go down the same road because it's genetic. Cause that's what they tell us. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And then, yeah. And yeah. I'm probably going to get it. And then, of course, cancer was always in the back of my mind, too, because I have friends who gotten cancer, people, mm -hmm. veterans I know. And I'm thinking, okay, when's the cancer going to get me? Every time I go for colonoscopy, for there's polyps or whatever, 
When's cancer yep. coming? I just knew it was coming. Now I don't fear that at all. I have no fear. Yeah. Whatsoever. It doesn't even enter my mind. If it does, I know how I'm going to fight it. I already got a plan. I could talk to DC. He'll hook me up. But I already yeah. have a plan. I already know <laughs> glucose and glutamine fuel it. And there's two things you can do. You can eat a, a strict carbohydrate-free diet. And then you can mm-hmm. take a glutamine inhibitor, like a, a lot of antivirals out there. And you can fight almost every almost every cancer with that really effectively. Yeah. So I don't have any problem at all. I'm pretty good. And I haven't been sick. I used yeah. to get sick so in the summer them. and in the winter, in the fall and the winter. I used to get sick three times mm-hmm. a year. No sickness of summer, no sickness in the fall. And I even took care of my son when he was sick. And I, he had strep and I didn't get it at all. It was amazing. And I didn't protect myself. I just did my thing. How about you? You've been sick since you've been on this? No, not at all. I think it is, it's incredible. Like you develop this confidence that you're not going to. And I wonder if that comes from your gut controls. There's a gut brain connection. Yeah. So if you're feeling really great inside, you almost know that, well, I'm not going to get sick because I feel so amazing. <clears throat> it's like a sixth sense sort of thing. Yeah. It's this biochemical mm. engine we're in is so amazing. You think of amazing machines like, the space shuttle or like the Ferrari or whatever, they're nothing compared to what we got. We got the skin, yeah. we got yeah. the, the gut, we got all these things and the taste buds and the smell and yeah. the brain and all these things going on that just work together. And then the mitochondria, the mitochondria when you're really zoom in, all that, this, like you said, this it's machine that's just running at all times and, and you're not conscious of it. Super amazing. And if it's just given mm. the right fuel, you're good. If you yeah. try to put the yeah. wrong fuel in the space shuttle or you put the wrong fuel in a Ferrari, guess what? <laughs> It's not going to be very good. It may get from point A to point B, but it may not do it safely and it may not do it at what it's designed to do. So the right fuel in the body, man, Mm. we just take off. Yeah, this is the ancestral, this is the ancestral fuel that we're meant to eat. It's hundred percent. It's a no brainer. I love the documentaries. I don't know if you've seen fat, a documentary or fat fiction or something. Yeah, I've seen fat fiction. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know if Pat Fiction has the Aborigines in it, but there's a couple of documentaries that do. And the mm. Australian Aborigines, what's interesting is they pretty recently from the 1950s switched to a Western diet, right? Because they were yep. still hunter gatherers. And once, mm-hmm. and, and when they were in the 40s and 50s and before that, they died of old age typically. Now they're dying of hypertension and diabetes and cancer. Yeah. And it's crazy because yeah, the they never yeah, had yeah. that. And that's just, just the not yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just they're they're, totally not equipped for our diet at all. And there's one study, and we're not equipped for it either, though. I mean, our diet. Well, that's right. Early. That's right. Yeah, we've had well, slightly one, long, long. And American Indians are no different. The American Indians on the reservations right. have a higher rate of cancer and obesity and diabetes than we do in the Western because we've had exposure longer. So maybe yeah. we we can tolerate it yeah. a little better. Yeah. But not since the 80s, because since the 80s, that's when they switched and added all the sugar and took all the fat out. And that's mm-hmm. when they just really killed us. Ansel Keys yeah. destroyed yeah. generations. I hope that guy's yeah. got a special place in hell burning for him. When I went a month on this diet, two things happened to me. One, mm-hmm. I got stoked. I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. The other thing, I got pissed off. Like, why mm-hmm. did I not know this? Why yeah. did I not do this for 50 years or 30 years or 40 years even? And I'm super excited and grateful that I have it, but I wish I would have found it earlier. Yeah, me too. Me too. That's I touch on that in one of my videos, the fact that we've been brainwashed for so long since the 40s and 50s because of that guy. And, and because of Kellogg's as well and yeah. other Graham. Yeah. 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 Uh, Graham, these, Crackers, these... Kellogg's, mm-hmm. all those guys. Yeah. 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 And when you dig into the history of these guys, it's all pretty sordid and not very nice at all. No. Uh, Yes. And so my parents were, they were fifties kids. Yeah. So they were brought up and post-war kids as well. So they were classic post-war babies where their parents had done it really tough. My grandfather was a desert rat in Egypt and he, nice. he came back. Yeah. But he came back a changed man. He was a pharmacist and a lovely man, but he came back from the war and he was, according to my father, he was a much quieter, more reserved person, just sat yeah. quietly in his chair each night. And he'd seen some stuff over there. And so my mom and dad were raised with this sort of, oh no, eat the sugar, eat the cereal, eat the sweets yeah. and the ice creams. And that filtered through to, to, to me and my <laughs> siblings as well. So, so yeah, we, but we didn't stand a chance. We, we were raised on sugar. And it's unfortunate because we knew back in the 20s and 30s, Otto Warburg did studies on cancer and sugar. And we knew that mm. sugar fed that. But this whole sugar versus fat 
argument that happened after the Eisenhower's heart attack in America and pushed yeah. by Ansel Keys. Then sugar yeah. got pushed to the forefront. In fact, got back burned and we all just got it flooded in. But all this knowledge we had from the low carb stuff back when Dr. Salisbury did the Salisbury steaks and all these things, and mm. they were treating people with high fat, low carb diets. Mm. And we had all that knowledge up till the twenties. And then the great depression happened and everyone was just trying to survive and no one even concentrated on that stuff. And then the wars, mm. the war happened. And yeah. after world war, world war II, then the fifties happened. It was the boom and everyone was just wanting to live. And there was, yeah, abundance yeah. Of everything and no one's worried about health and they thought they were eating healthy anyway so they just ate a square meal back then that's what i grew up eating the square meal before the yeah. food pyramid yeah. came in yeah. then the uh, what's interesting is the food pyramid actually coincides with two things the mcgovern commission which was trying to find cheap food to feed the poor people in america and that's where they came up right. with that food pyramid and the other thing is there was a soviet grain embargo that jimmy carter signed into law in 79 or 80 and that grain embargo, what it did is that we're not going to sell grain to the Soviet Union anymore. And it was meant to hurt them, but it didn't hurt them at all. They just went and bought from other people. There's tons of grain sellers. Mm -hmm. And what it hurt was our farmers. Our farmers had untold numbers of tons of grain sitting there rotting. And they said, we got to get this out. So let's put extra grain portions in the food pyramid. So even though the food pyramid said four or five, they went seven or eight portions per day is the recommendation. And then grain became... A number one thing is crazy, right? Do eat seven or eight times a day to start with, but yeah, it's seven or eight portions, and they don't yeah. also. This yeah. is the other thing. What is a portion? That was never defined. Mm. Yeah. It was never defined yeah. in that McGovern yeah. Commission. So a portion could be what is that? A cup? Is it a half a cup? Is it sixteen ounces? Or 10 ounces? Yeah. Is it ten ounces? What? Is it a bowl? A plateful? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was just insane that in the and then the eighties, mm. the carbs in, carbs out thing. So we just went down the rabbit hole, the wrong direction. Guided by our government, yeah. which was paid paid for by Kellogg, Graham, and all the food companies. Yeah. So, I remember really, that in the eighties when my, my mom tried to lose some weight and everything became fat free and skim milk. Yeah, but pro, but prior to that, up until because I was born in seventy five, so prior to that, up until about the age of six, I was looked after a lot by my grandmother who was born in nineteen fourteen. And my memories of eating gra grand's food were things like livers. Yeah, and blood sausage. I really, nice. really enjoyed black. I, I have really fond memories of eating that. I still love liver to this day. I don't have it much, but I, I still really like the taste of it because it makes me think of Gran. And it's really great to have the chance to be fed by someone from that era. But that yeah. all changed pretty quickly in the 80s. And then we moved from, so Scotland was still fairly mince and tatties is the big dish over there. So you're having mince and potatoes for, for dinner yeah. quite often. So it's still square meals, like you said before. But then when I moved to Australia in 1987, we, Australia was definitely more Americanized than Scotland had been. So we all of a sudden were exposed to McDonald's. There was no McDonald's yeah. in Scotland when I was a kid. There was no yeah. Pizza Hut, but we had it all here in Australia. So my parents, you know, no fault of their own, but they were excited to, oh, let's go out and try Pizza Hut. Let's go out and try McDonald's, all these new things. And we loved it. We loved it as kids. But looking back on it, it wasn't the best thing at all. Now, where in Scotland did you grow up? Before you moved, um, for, for Ayrshire, so that close to Glasgow. Okay, I've been to Glasgow. Yeah, uh, I've yeah been, great place. Yeah, hey, I love Scotland. It was fun. I went in the summer, mm. the coldest summer I ever had. Yeah, that, that <laughs> I went to the beach and people were actually getting in the water. I was like, oh my god, I went and put my foot in. I was like, yeah. no way. That's what's so funny about it over there when the sun comes out, they call it tops off. You know, the sun's the out, sun was out, everyone rips, yeah. everyone rips off the shirt, but it's still freezing. Yeah, I um, went to so yeah, so. I went to oh, Dornick, yeah. went to Glasgow, yeah. Bonar Bridge. I went up to Cape mm. Wrath all the way to the top. I went to a lot of, mm. I, I enjoyed it. I saw a lot of castles. Mm. It was beautiful. Scotland, yeah, if you ever get a chance yeah. to go, it's worth going for sure. But there yeah. was none of that there when I went. There was no fast food anywhere. It yeah. was not. Yeah, it, 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 I yeah. stayed at bed and breakfast at B&Bs and it was just, it was a, a fun trip. And that was in the yeah. 80s. When I in went the 80s, so. yeah, in the 80s. So yeah, there were no McDonald's in Scotland, but there was nope. one in London. London had a McDonald's and that was about it. Then in England, I remember playing in old train tracks from the 1800s and yeah. you know, playing under bridges that had been, been built in the 1700s. And this is just it's a rich history over there. It's, it's a lovely place. And, yeah, uh, I stayed in the house. It was yeah. 750 years old. And, it, yeah, right. and that's when it struck me. I'm yeah, like, this crazy. house is like 400 years older than my country. It's called the old Invernald Farmhouse. Been there so long, mm. they don't have an address. It's just you write a letter to the old Invernald Farmhouse. And, the, yeah, the, and they know it. 
It's been there forever, man. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. If the walls could talk, eh? That those those buildings are amazing. And they were thick walls, man. They were like that. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. And there's there's no hot water upstairs, so you had to heat the water downstairs and bring it up to the bathtub and pour pour it in. There's no hot yeah. running water up there. It was cool. It was just yeah. interesting. I mean, it was a, a yeah. great trip. Such All a contrast right. here. It was such a contrast in Australia. It's a hundred year old European settlement country. You have to really right. spend time with the Aborigines or the indigenous people to fuel that culture. I was lucky enough to spend a week in country with uh, some indigenous people in the past. And that, that was one of the best weeks of my life. And were they actually taught. living the Western lifestyle? Or were they actually doing some hunting gathering too? They were. So there was a, a bunch of elders who were tr- really trying to live that, that lifestyle and younger people who were trying to reconnect with their lifestyle. And I was, I was uh, shooting a documentary. So I was lucky enough to spend time and, and learn quite a lot over that week magical time anyway i digress there was a study in one of the documentaries i did a review on mm. it, it might be not sure which one it was fat the documentary or fat a documentary too but there was a study where a an australian doctor talked like seven aborigines that were living the western lifestyle that all had pre-diabetes or all overweight they were just to mm. go live for a month the old lifestyle and they did and all their problems yeah. were they lost all this weight after a month. They were less yeah. active. They didn't have, they, it's not that there was calories in calories. They were doing less work. They lost weight yeah. and they yeah. felt amazing. And all their blood markers got better. Yeah. There you go. Carnivore, right? Yeah. Living on uh, goanna and, and kangaroo. And yeah, and, and, and really respecting that animal too. So if they'd right. eaten kangaroo that night, then they would their entertainment would be a, a kangaroo dance to, to pay cool. respects to that animal. So and it Indians all ties together. It, yeah. Yeah. It ties together beautifully. It's, it's fantastic. American Indians mm-hmm. do that. And if you've ever, there's a great right. movie where they kill mm-hmm. a, a deer and then the three Indians, oh, the last of the Mohicans. If you haven't right. seen it, it's great. It's great. Right. No, I haven't actually, but yeah. yeah I know great the cinematography. It's, you know, Daniel Day-Lewis plays an Indian. But anyway, mm-hmm. they kill this deer. Mm-hmm. And once they kill it, the dad and the two brothers, they basically thank the deer for giving them. And they mm-hmm. and it's awesome. They pay honor, honor before they dress it, you know. Really cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm into that's, that. That's so anyway. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I hate to. I don't let any meat go to waste in my house. I eat it all. No, I'm going to yeah, honor the too. animal. So, mm-hmm. what's the physical and mental health effects of carnivore like for you and your family? If your family's doing it, and you can talk about that too a little bit if you want. Yeah, sure. Well, obviously, telling the story about depression and anxiety before it's been cured. I'm not depressed. Yeah. I'm not anxious. I'm a new man. I've got my life back a hundred percent. Yeah, you know. I wake up every day with a zest for life and I've started doing so the YouTube's a big part of it and interacting with this community. I've joined a gym. I go for walks. I used to pay a guy to mow my lawn. It seems ridiculous. It seems ridiculous. <laughs> I mow the lawn myself now. Like, yeah. These are the small wins. It sounds overly dramatic to say my life has changed, but my life has changed. It's like a reboot. It's like a whole, someone's, I've said this before, someone's taken out the old brain put a new one in the old physiology has been replaced it's been updated so i've had an upgrade it's incredible so obviously those effects ripple through to to the people around you i can see so i have four sons aged between 14 and, and 20 Ewan's going to be 21 in february and obviously you don't reveal to your sons they've had a great upbringing and a, and a great life but i was pretty down a lot during the, the early days of their lives you don't reveal you don't get tell your sons that you're depressed and, and you're right. anxious. You're not going to do that, but they can see the difference hugely. You can almost see them looking at you differently. I'll announce things I'm going to do. And I said the other day to, to one of my middle sons, did you ever think your dad would be a YouTuber? He's like, nah, <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> like, not a chance. Just little things like that. It's incredible. And my wife, Michelle, we can go into this, but I had some gut issues that really came to the, the fore over the last 12 months and the diagnosis of that was pretty bleak i was going to be up for a string of serious surgeries to remove what was diagnosed as complex transfectoral fistula which came from having a really unhealthy gut for a really long time so these abscesses that would form down there and and leave behind these terrible tracks that 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 don't heal themselves and i was looking at 2024 was going to be a year of eight to ten surgeries oh wow uh, yeah, at, at literally $8,000 a pop. Um, wow. So I got that diagnosis mid last year and it floored me. And also the, the surgeries, it's a really difficult thing to cure. 
So the surgeries, even though the, the surgeons are getting good at it, it's still viewed as experimental to a degree. And right. there's a 40 percent chance of losing uh, a major part of your bowel and walking away with a colostomy. Oh my gosh, that's awful. Talk about yeah. that's terrible. Yeah, yeah. So it really fooled me as a diagnosis. There's no doubt that that was going to be life changing. And so I'd already gone keto slash bordering on carnivore to manage weight loss and try and improve my health at the end of 2022. But as this thing got worse, and as I started to see more stuff online, and great accounts of healing, I, I said to Michelle, I'm going to double down, I'm going to do this all meat thing. I, I love barbecue, I love barbecuing, I've got a smoker at the back and enjoy yeah, enjoy cooking meat anyway, and probably sounded a bit weird to her, but she was definitely supportive of it. And that was the moment, that was the clincher that I went all in as a carnivore. And long story short, I was asked to get an, the surgeon asked me to get an MRI to, because this condition was not in a great shape and he really wanted to see what was going on. MRI came back. I was expecting the worst. I'd already been carnivore for about four months at this point. And his response to me was, everything is normal. Oh. Holy you cow. Can manage, you can manage this with your general practitioner from now on. Well, did you tell him what you had done so he can tell other patients to come to him? No, I hadn't listened to he. I literally got a call to say, don't come in for your next appointment because they're quite expensive. And yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So I got a call from his office. <laughs> You know, at first it was actually a bit sort of, well, he could have told me himself, but anyway, I got a call from the office and that, that was the information I got. And so I also got the MRI myself and took that to my GP and there's a lot of jargon in there I don't understand, but he decoded that for me. And it's all, it was all terms like old scarring. What did you know, your I'm GP touched... say? Did your GP, was oh, he, he, he He's floored, he's floored. He doesn't know I'm doing carnivore, but he knows I'm keto and yeah. he's actually quite supportive of that. When I first went keto, I was like, and I'd lost quite a bit of weight. I had a, a checkup. He's like, oh, what? You've lost the weight. What's going on? I said, oh, I've cut out bread, cut out sugar. And he, he just looked at me and said, well, just keep cutting out the bread. Just keep yeah. doing what you're doing. He had no real concerns, yeah. which was really encouraging. I haven't been back to see him for months. So I, I was knocking on his door fairly regularly at one point, and I haven't been there for months. I'm touch wood as I say all this. So you really don't want to jinx your progress, but man. You can't jinx it on this, yeah, I don't think. Yeah, your body's healing and doing what it's meant to do. Yeah, when your body's completely inflamed, yeah. it can't heal. I had a scorpion oh. bite, a scorpion sting. Right. And right. I don't know if you have scorpions in uh, Australia, but in the West no, Bay, here, no. and it hurts yeah. bad. And it was a huge lump of scar tissue for years. I got it in the field back when I was in the Army. So that was 2017 okay. I got stung. 20, okay. Maybe 2016. And that lump Jeez. never went away. And I always had it. And it just bugged me because like, man, my arm's got this big lump. It's completely gone. Mm -hmm. Completely. After I went carnivore, it, I just looked down one day and I was like, wait, which arm was stung? And I'm looking I'm like, it, this is the arm, but it's not there. There's just a tiny little fleck of where it stung me. That's and it's been a lump of scar tissue. And the scar tissue went away. My ankle scar tissue went away. And that's an injury from the military, a service-related injury. And I couldn't yeah. run since 2017. Now I'm running again. It's it is a miracle uh, diet. It truly is because truly basically is the body is a miracle machine because it can heal itself. Yeah. And once you yeah. get rid of all that inflammation from you're fighting from all the seed oils and all the crap in your body, your body's mm -hmm. just fighting and fighting 24 seven. Once you get rid of all that, it can just go to work and it does. And that's the amazing thing. It just does amazing healing. Yeah. And you said yeah. it when you talked about a life changing event. That's one of the things that I like to key on. Is there are not many events in life that are life changing. They're truly life changing, and I, I like to talk about it's kind of a change of identity, right? Like when you become a father, yeah. when you, become, you get married, yep. you change your yep. identity. You're a husband now. When you graduate from a military school, you're a soldier or a sailor or an airman. Those are life changing events. Even graduating college, that could be well, maybe it's not anymore, but back in the day it was. If you, if you've done something, yeah, that's an accomplishment. You you come out and you're a different person. And I think this is something beyond just a diet. And that's why it's one sustainable and two, why it's so different because mm. everything changes your mindset, your attitude, mm. your energy level. And that's, I was going to ask you about this too, because of your mindset and the energy level, how is it being a father and a husband? How different, how better equipped are you or 
is there are there problems because of it? Tell me about being a father and husband. Do you think you're better at it? Yeah, infinitely. Like I said before, that energy that I have is in, in definitely infectious. I can see that with my kids. We've got a swimming pool in the backyard. When the kids jump in, I may have jumped in in the past, but I would have had a t-shirt on to cover the the, the fat because mm. I was embarrassed of being a big. Guy. I was there. Yeah, the same way. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, just I just rip off my shirt. They can see the difference. Oh yeah, dad's got self. Dad's got self confidence all of a sudden. Yeah, exactly. And Michelle can see that too. I mowed the lawn the other day, and I was covered in flecks of dirt and grass. I just stripped off to my undies and jumped in the pool and yeah. to hell with it. it's it's the small wins that was a fantastic experience oh yeah it's busy having four sons picking them they work at you know mcdonald's and they need lifts Mm -hmm. here and there to friends and so i'm far more equipped that's the other thing not drinking as well so if i get a phone call at nine o'clock at night can you come and pick me up sure yeah i'm I'm capable of driving i'm sober there's no no problems and all those things And, and in terms of being a husband yeah well i'm far more attentive i'm not out of it on whiskey or yeah or sleeping sleeping on the couch you know. i wonder if my I marriage like, you know, will be around i mean how many marriages broke mm, up because of this and my, it, would those marriages still mm, be there if they had been on a carnivore diet i really wonder that i wonder yeah, a lot of things yeah yeah that, that, i guess the the negative spin on it is that i am the only car, true carnivore in the family the boys are definitely starting to eat more meat and michelle is too but there's that element that you're eating separate meals to your family, yeah. but they've all got really used to that. And I do try and eat with them as much as possible. I only eat twice a day, so, but then they're eating three times a day and, and still having snacks, but we all support each other. I'm, I'm very fortunate in that sense. I do have mates where I, I could almost imagine their wives saying, you're not doing this, but Michelle yeah. has been with me the whole way. And you lead by example, right? I'm not a preachy guy. I would never tell someone what to do or how to eat or how to drink. But if you're getting these amazing positive benefits and that's radiating off you at home, people are going to pick up on that and maybe give it a shot. Yeah, my son did. You know? Yeah, and, you know, yeah I I've heard that. Yeah, him. I didn't force him. I put yeah. a, a shelf yeah. on the bottom and I put all his food there and I made two different meals. I'd make myself burger patties or whatever, a steak and make him different foods. Mm-hmm. And one summer, last summer, he decided, hey, can I do it? Uh, because I want to heal my foot. I'm like, yeah, it might heal your foot. You can try it. So he did it. And now he's, mm. he loves it. But uh, yeah, yeah I, the thing I did with him was I'd play YouTube videos and listen to them while with interviews with Dr. Chafee and stuff and listen to him on the yeah. way after picking up from school. So he'd hear it. Yeah. So that's what I did just to expose mm-hmm. him to it. How old is he? Supportive. He's 14. And oh, wow. uh, oh, great, he, that's fantastic. Yeah, he's a great age, and I can't imagine mm, being 14. Mm. Like I said, he plays soccer mm. and runs, and he runs cross country and track. And he shaved three minutes off his three mile time and set PRs on every race this year when he ran. And then he actually placed in his first race, which is a top five finish. And uh, yeah, he, he, and he yeah. beat people on his team he's never beat before. And it's fun mm-hmm. to watch him before a race because all the teammates are carving up. They're all getting these bags. The coach hands out with yeah. uh, oranges yeah. and, and protein bars with sugar in it yeah. to get ready for yeah. the race. And Colton just drinks water. He just watches them. And they're all eating. And he's just like drinking water. And he goes yeah. out. And they're just carving up, getting ready to crash half an hour later. Exactly. I, re- yeah. I remember that, yeah, when, when my boy was playing rugby. That was the halftime thing. Oranges and, and, and sports drinks and yep, all that stuff. He yeah, doesn't do that anymore, so it's good. Mm, mm. Oh, so what would you say is your greatest challenges with carnivore? I personally have got to really, once I put my mind to something, my, my constitution is really strong. I, have, I think I have pretty good willpower. People have commented that on that in the past. So the greatest challenges tie into the family question, getting used to eating differently or separately to my family. And Christmas... And the holiday season presented challenges, not because of temptation. I didn't have any pie or pudding or trifle or any of that. I didn't want to. But my mother-in-law has routinely made me trifle every Christmas for 20 years. And having to explain to her, I'm not going to eat your trifle this year. That's kind of challenging. You know, but at the same time, then when it ties back to these gut issues and the seriousness of my health 
they all get it. And yeah, the social I, aspect is you know, different. Yeah, yeah, that that's about it. When I quit drinking, I lost a best friend. Yeah, because he didn't want to quit drinking, and we were drinking pals. And yeah, yeah. We haven't. Hopefully, he's not watching this, but we haven't spoken for months. So there's been a dip in that, but I've really I've met so many great people online and like-minded people that has I'm probably communicating with great people more than I was back when I, when I was eating a standard diet anyway. <clears throat> that's so that's been fantastic. Yeah, yeah. that's a fact. It's yeah. Uh, yeah. stimulating, intellectually stimulating to be in this community. Yeah, 100%. And the people I've met from all age groups and, and walks of life, and I've made some really solid friends already. And I'm only at the start of the journey. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Yeah, at this stage anyway. So the challenges, but personally, the second I heard about this and wanted to try it, I was in. That, oh, actually, okay, I will be honest. Coffee has been a challenge. Coffee Are you is off a, it? I'm really trying hard. I'm okay. really freaking... Coffee Coffee is a damn addictive drug. It's hard. When you, when, I, I, uh... when you, and, and I remember we've had this chat once before in the live stream, Larry. It's only two days of pain. It doesn't, the withdrawals, two or three days, four days. I really need to put on my big boy pants and just yeah. do it. Especially because so, it's the one thing that still irritates my gut a little bit. It definitely does. I'm just that, when I get up pretty early every day, I get up about 4.30. And that routine of having that coffee first thing in the day is, is tough to break. I, I think it's, with, with alcohol, I was alcoholic in the sense that I couldn't mentally stop drinking every day. But when I stopped drinking, I didn't have physical withdrawals. Yeah. So I don't know. Coffee I don't know. I don't know. Coffee is a really powerful drug. Combination really of both, addictive. physical and, yeah. and mental. So yeah. when I yeah. I went yeah. carnivore, I drank coffee and alcohol the first ninety days. I quit mm -hmm. both of them when I went lion. After about hundred days, I went lion and lost thirteen yep. pounds immediately. Felt better, yep. and I didn't have a problem quitting yep. coffee that time. It was so weird. It was easy. I drank yeah. hot bone broth every morning with, and I put butter and. Redmond That's a good idea. Salt. I put Redmond smoke yeah. salt in there to give a little smoke bit of a, a smoky flavor. Yeah. So I had smoky yeah. bone broth, beef or chicken, didn't matter. Well, actually, it was beef mm -hmm. because I was lying. I did that every day for about a week, and then I stopped. I didn't need it anymore after that. And it was right. easy. And then I reintroduced it a few months back because I thought, well, I'm fine. And it didn't really affect. So I'm, I'm not lying anymore. So I'll drink coffee. So I started coffee. And then... Mm. I got arthritis mm -hmm. in my flared up in my ankle and my shoulder again. And I thought it was because mm. I thought my ankle was because I was, I was running sprints. I thought I ran too hard. And I was like, oh, I flared it up. I did that. And then one day my shoulder hurt, which is an injury from the military too. And I thought, yeah. oh, I must have slept wrong on it. So I was coming up with these ideas of mm -hmm. I caused this. Mm -hmm. And then I did an interview with someone and she said, are you drinking coffee? When I talk about my arthritis, I'm like, yeah, she goes, quit it. And it'll probably go away. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? You're right. And I did, yeah. and now it's gone. The arthritis is gone. It, it, but this time when I quit it, I had a headache for three days, and it was a terrible headache. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to. It was bad. So I say I never had bad days on carnivore. Those three days were pretty bad. They were like I wasn't in a bad mood, yeah. but I just didn't feel as didn't feel as motivated to go yeah. do stuff. It hurt so bad. Yeah, it was pounding. Yeah. It was really real. So yeah, second time was harder for me. So weird. Yeah, it's like I said, it's terribly addictive mentally and physically. So I'm slightly scared of, of withdrawing <laughs> from it. But, you know, like I say, I you would can go fine. through it though. Would, Write that that's yeah, yeah, check yeah. to yourself. Remember, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got, video, I, right? After I watched that video, I, that that came to mind 100%. I really yeah. need to make a deal with myself. Make because, a deal with yourself. Yeah. Because I know, I just know, I know within myself, if I cut it out, I'll go next level again. And save money. I, I, I know. And save money. And I was and, spending over a hundred bucks a month on coffee, yeah. I think. Between, yeah. between when I got it home because I got yeah. good coffee and then going out and yep. having coffee. I was spending yeah. probably hundred dollars a month. So that's twelve hundred a year. So that's a vacation in my book. Exactly. That I was exactly. spending on yeah. coffee. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I put, I, put, I put butter in it. I put butter yeah. in it. So that's like my <laughs> getting my fat I still justify it. You know, this is the thing, you your subconscious mind. Yeah. It does. Controlling the, it does the conscious what it mind. It's, uh, it's ridiculous. You're always you're reading Mitch's yourself, book. You know? Yeah, you're yeah, reading Mitch's yeah, book. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's the beast funny. within. That's the, yeah, the beast so, is still, uh, still coffee. Anyway. Yeah, you can make deals with yourself all day long. You can justify everything. It's so easy. 
That's why that making a deal with yourself with the escrow, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I have a video out that a lot of, I get a response on that. Some people hate it. A lot of people hate it. A lot more people liked it though. But yeah, um, I liked it. It's just making a deal with yourself where you're going to, and so here's the deal. If someone, if I did make a $25,000 deal with you, you're actually saving more money than that on your surgeries that you're not having. So you're making more than $25,000 on not getting surgery, right? And here's the deal. I I don't know. My life, I would not, no no one could pay me $25,000 to force back on uh, the old standard diet because my life quality would be terrible again. I would no longer be like I am now. And you can't pay me to go back. So no, no, no. I mean, I, I, like I said, the, 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 I actually commented on your escrow video. The the health benefits are priceless. You can't put a figure on you really feeling can't. like a new person. You can't. You can't. No, and you can't. and you, yeah, and that's when that, like you said before, that's when the regrets come up. Wish I'd done this sooner. Yeah. Why did I spend twenty years living this inflamed, inflamed life? Yeah. But you can't look. No regrets. That's my biggest challenge too, is uh, being mm. a single guy going mm. on dates with non-carnivores mm. is really not great. It's yeah, that, it's hard because a lot of them see me as a freak, or I talk about carnivore too much, maybe, or <laughs> because yeah. I talk about it, I do. Yeah. I, I talk yeah. about and that's and, um, that's the thing. Even if you go out and say, "Yeah, oh, let's go to a steakhouse," you're still yeah. going to have that challenge of do they use seed oils? Yep. For me, I have a really, and this is the great thing about the lion diet, and I've been lying for quite a while the elimination aspect of lion allowed me so the, the one slip up i had at christmas was i allowed the guys who were cooking me steak at uh, on boxing day to add lots of cracked pepper oh wow and man that flared me up something chronic and yeah people talk about pepper like, being okay and it's like nah mm, not really mm. it depends it's it, maybe yeah. n equals one maybe it's okay but you yeah, won't know until you okay. cut it out yeah, and so, uh, I had an immediate flare-up. The a rash that I have in my thighs came back, and obviously, you know that's the only thing you've had different. So oxalate. you know that's what's flared you up. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it's real, is that cracks pepper as well? So it's good, yeah. the husk that you can't digest. Yeah. So our uh, body gets let, so much more sensitive, uh, so much more sensitive mm, to that mm. stuff after you've been on a clean diet, mm. which is great. That's what's supposed to be. Yeah, it tells you what's wrong. Yeah. So let's talk about your YouTube channel, man. Why yeah. would you start a YouTube channel? Because you, have you always wanted to be a YouTuber? Is that what's going on here? Absolutely not. And like, if I could rewind and tell Pete one year ago that you're going to be a YouTuber in a year, absolutely ridiculous. What a laugh. So I've, I'm a TV editor by trade. So I've got the skills to make videos. And that's something. So I've thought about moving from television to online in the past because the industry is always evolving and the the space is always evolving. The way people consume media is always evolving. But in the past, whenever I've thought of that, I I thought of who's a YouTuber I can hook up with and and supply editing skills to them. And I crossed that, that, that sort of way of thinking crossed my mind a few months ago. And it just hit me like that because I I just started noticing that I wasn't anxious anymore. So I recently realized that my depression and anxiety had pretty much completely gone. Yep. I was, that was the whole thing I was spinning. I was driving along, going places. I should really be anxious right now. Why the hell am I not anxious? And so then it just hit me. Well, if I want to cut for a YouTuber, I'll just cut for myself. I'll, I'll be the YouTuber because I have a message. I have a niche. I have an interest in this diet. And like many of others have said, I want to share the good news and spread the message. And that was still a daunting thought. So I actually, this is, this ties into what I actually sat down and wrote a letter to myself. <laughs> nice. And I said to myself, this will be the best thing you have ever done in terms of your own self-esteem, getting over your ability of being scared of public speaking and putting yourself out there. And I wrote the letter, do it, do it, do it. Good and, deal. Man. I like uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I did it. And I did it. And my wife is still spinning out. (laughs) This is a new me. This is a whole new me that she's got to get used to. That's cool. Yeah. So I've done two videos so far and I've been camera facing. And that's challenging for someone who's in in the past lived in the shadows. And I I would avoid, we had a meeting called at work. I would be, I was the king of avoidance. I was really good at coming up with a reason for not attending the meeting. I hated being in in a room with other people with the door closed and feeling that. 
that fear again of wanting to run away from having that terrible panic attack in the past. And so what I promised to myself in that letter that this will help you overcome, it has. Yeah. And, and filming this, just put out a second video, filming that video felt much easier, much more natural. Yeah. You know, watching easier. yourself. Yeah. Every watching myself as I'm, as I'm cutting myself, becoming less critical of myself. You, you, when you are a sort of low self-esteem sort of person, you, you're expecting a flurry of comments about the way you look or the way you present. Yeah. That, touch wood, that, that, that hasn't happened. People have been supportive and just fantastic. So that's why I started it. So it was selfish. It was to overcome the fear of the fear, but also spread this message. Yeah, the message the resonates, time. man. And that's yeah. what people key yeah. in on these videos. It's not us, it's mm. the message, mm. right? And in, mm -hmm. in the army, we have a, a saying that I used to love, which I still love, is you make a plan and then you work the plan and then you proceed as though success is inevitable. And that's what yeah. you do. You yeah. just proceed yeah. like it can't, you can, like it can't be stopped. Yep. And uh, something has to stop you, right? And it's a bullet or artillery shell. But in this, it's just there's nothing here to stop us, right? So we just that, I, I said that very thing I, to, when I was telling before, my 16-year-old about it. I said that. I said, failure is not an option here. This is happening. This will happen. And whether it gets big or continues small, I, I really don't mind. I'm just going to keep it up and, and develop those skills. Well, here you go. What are your goals? Yeah this year for the YouTube channel or overall, like in five years, what do you think? What would you like to see? What would be a successful YouTube channel for you? Okay. I'm just a guy, right? I'm a creative person with a creative mind. I love music. I love video. Those are my skills. I have a fairly good grasp of concepts. So I can read literature and, and understand it and retain that information, but I'm not, you know, I'm not Nick Horowitz or someone like Mitch who's got a great scientific mind. That, that's not my bag. I'm not an authority in medicine like yeah. you know, Ken Berry or Chafee. So what can I offer? So my goals are to develop my offering. At the moment, it's fairly simple because I'm just sharing my story. And I think my story is interesting enough that I can that I can ride on that for a while and continue doing that in various ways. But that's going to that's gonna hit a brick wall at some point. People just don't want to watch the same video over and over and over. So my goals are how do I develop that? Do I do more interviews? Yeah. For me, it's evolved. Like I started mm, just mm. talking about boot camp, like how to do it first 30 days, mm -hmm. 60 days, 90 days. So I was just, and then after that, I started doing, well, you know, I'm going to do carnivore movies and then do movie reviews. Yeah. And then I did yeah. some walk and talks. I just tried different mm -hmm. formats and just saw what worked. And the thing that worked the best was my carnivore community thing, which when I wake up with a thought in the morning and I just drive in and, I don't have any scripts. Yeah. I don't, a lot of guys script stuff. I just don't script. I got to talk just from the way it is. So I'll yeah. go back and edit it, but I'm just going to talk. So I'll, yeah. like Mitch does, I'm just going to go ahead and talk. And I'm not yeah. a scientist either. What I bring to the table is a veteran perspective. And yeah. I bring, I, I'm yeah. a motivator. I know I was a lead, I was a chief warrant officer in the mm -hmm. army. I can lead men and women mm -hmm. and I know I can motivate them. So I just talk the way I talk to soldiers. It's kind of the way I, I cut it. And that's yeah, my need. It, it cuts through, man. Like I, it really cuts through. I, I know the bottom line up front, the bluff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, straight up. Tell it how it is. It's really inspiring to watch your stuff. Well, I appreciate yeah. it. And the, yeah, and the movie reviews of you know the Castaway one was great. That's one of my favorite yeah. movies. So I was really glad you picked up on that. That's a great movie. It is. I watched it the other day. Uh, yeah, I'm going to yeah. do it on Squid Game. I don't know if you saw when I was talking about that, but Squid Game. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be about yeah, why be because these these guys mm, go back mm. on a second time knowing they could die and they stay there because the why they develop the yeah. why and that's what this is about and that's the yeah. the whole thing yeah. if you develop the why and you trust the process if you have those two things mm. you will succeed 100 percent and that's what it takes so yeah, yeah. Kinda, you know, yeah. people don't trust the yeah. process or they would do it and or they don't have a why and it's not big enough or they do it like your why was huge you were facing yeah. Oh, yeah. a hellish year. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and being poorly mentally equipped to face those health issues as well. You're, right. you're not going to cope with a string of surgeries if you're depressed yeah. and anxious. You're just not. Oh, I know. So yeah, the why is pretty huge. And then the why for doing the channel was also huge. I want to overcome the fear. And throwing yourself in the deep end is the best way to do that. Well, yeah, and that's not something you'd ever do yeah. before carnivore. I stand with me. No, and not a chance. The why changes too, right? The why changes. The why went from mm. just mm. losing weight to health, and that, and realizing yep. 
then the why became, I like who I am now. I don't like mm -hmm. who I was. I never want to be that yep. person again because this is the yep. new me. This is that identity thing. I am Larry the carnivore now who does yeah. these things. And that's what I always want to be. So now I feel like I set a much better example for my son and my friends than I did before. I didn't, I wasn't as good of a friend. I wasn't as good as a I father. Bet. And now I am. Mm -hmm. I'm much better at all these things. And I don't want to yeah. ever go back. So my why has changed. That's fine. That's okay. You can move your why, shift it to the right as you go and, and grow yeah. it. Have you noticed that with your son, like the way he perceives you or even sort of looks or listens to you has changed? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. One day, in fact, last week, I was deep in thought and thinking about something. And he came up to me and he goes, Dad, is everything okay? Because he hadn't seen my face yeah, look well, like that in a long time. Yeah, and yeah okay, okay. And I wasn't. Yeah, I'm, like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, what's up? He goes, you just looked like you weren't happy or something. I'm like, no, I'm just thinking. I'm not. And he hadn't seen me that way since March 22nd, so nine months. So, yeah, I think. That's fascinating. Yeah, we just go do stuff now. We do a lot of hikes together. We do we bike ride. We're just yep. much more active doing things together. And for sure, my whole attitude, my whole energy level is different with him. So, mm. yeah, 100%. Mm. I feel like I'm yeah, such great. a better dad. And again, I wish I had been this the whole time, right? But I'm not. So mm. you can't turn the clock back, even though this is, I call this my nah. hot time machine. It is for me because it makes me go back. But yeah, it's pretty Yeah, no weird. regrets. No regrets. Yeah. I mean, no my, regrets. my whole attitude. So I'm pushing 50. There's no doubt that a year ago when I was at my physical worst, right? I was, I've had points where the depression was bad enough that I've laid in bed and, and prayed to be to be taken that night. Just, yeah. just, just please God, don't let me wake up. I've done that stuff. Yeah, it's pretty um, bad. It, it's, to look back on that now, it's quite, I don't know, quite sad really to think that I was that way. But yeah, the contrast is just so huge. And, and there's uh, so many people that are out there that are like that right now. My neighbors probably, mm -hmm. on this street, mm -hmm. I probably have several people that are like that right now. At least I'd say three or four, maybe more, who are in that condition. And mm. this is the reason for my YouTube channel. My goal is to get, and it's not about subscribers, but it's really about views and influence just to get the message out, right? So I do want subscribers because a successful YouTube channel is more of likely to be picked up by the algorithm and more likely to be shared. And that's the reason I want, not because mm. I'm trying to make money as a YouTuber, because I have real careers. As I talked to you earlier, I'm a wireless mm. network engineer. I own a company. This is a side gig of passion. This is a yep. passion project and it's for you too i know and mm -hmm. so i do want and my goal this year is to get to twenty five thousand subscribers so i i got to six thousand new year's eve that was at six thousand and three at, at midnight fantastic and uh, i started in august so august 7th so august september october november december so it wasn't even a half a year i hit six thousand i really really want to get this to twenty five thousand so that i'm actually making a bigger impact and then i want to really yep. reach out to more veterans and more first responders. So that's my goal and to make real connections with people like you, which I'm making tons of friends like you are. I have people that I now count as yeah. friends all over the world. Yeah. The UK, I got a lot of people in the UK, you guys down in Australia, a lot of people around the country too, that I'm actually that's driving wonderful. to Orlando. Yeah, I'm driving to Orlando. We go every year to roller coasters and we used to go to Disney World, but now we're going to Universal Studios. And when I drive down to Orlando, I stop at my dad's down by Spanish Fort, Alabama by Pensacola. But I'm driving past two YouTubers that have that are veterans that I've interviewed on my Mission Carnivore podcast. And I'm going to stop by mm -hmm. and see those guys and meet them in person, which is great. We, I've been hanging with them. I know them. And uh, totally it's looking forward to having a date with those guys, man. It's going to be fun. And my yeah. son's going to be with me. And then the other thing is you talk about the jumping in the deep end, right, in public speaking. Well, I have my first mm -hmm. live meetup coming this Saturday, the 13th here in Texas. And we have 47 people signed up to show up that I have never met that are just Fantastic. viewers of YouTube in Texas. Yep. Okay. And so I've shared it out on Facebook pages. So they're not all from my group either. Some are carnivores from other groups, but they just saw the live meetup and mm -hmm. it's going to be fantastic. My son's going to be there. He's going to be taking pictures and videoing yeah. stuff and it's going to be amazing. And I'm not sure what we're going to do, but we're going to eat some barbecue. That's amazing. I know that. We're going to have some yeah. fun. And you're going to document that and that, that we'll get to see that on the channel? Yeah, we're going to get, I might even do a live stream. I don't know yet. Yeah, We'll definitely yeah. have pictures and videos and we'll talk about it. But I might, I'll do a video about it or a live stream or both. So 
there'll be something about it, but it'll be documented well, um, when I have all the people there. DC lives about 45 minutes away from me. So we spoke yesterday after the stream and we're going to catch up. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. We're going to have a barbecue. We might try and stream from the barbecue. We That'd might be do great. We might, might do an across the table pot style podcast together. That'd so be the possibilities are brilliant. Yeah. 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 Might as well share it yeah. because that's oh, what this yeah. is all. This is all about making connections, really, right? Connecting mm -hmm. with people is what it, that's what my goal is to connect with people. And I do. And I, you probably see it. You, you've only been doing this YouTube for a few weeks now, but you mm -hmm. see it. The, when I wake up in the morning, I see the, the comments. I see people saying, thank you. I see people saying things. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah. just sharing. I, but I'm motivating people yeah. apparently. And they're like, thanks for, I needed to hear this or you've, and they ask questions and I like to answer. I try to answer every email personally and every comment personally. I know I won't be able to forever, but while I can, I, I feel the same way about that. I, but like you say, it's, it's been very new for me, but I have had a comment already from someone who's saying I've inspired them to give up the bottle. That's great, man. And it took me a, a day to digest that. Yeah. That blew me away. Yeah. It blew me away. It's, it's the, the corny catchphrase. If you can help one person, you've done your job. Yeah. So it's you like know, the butterfly oh, effect. Yeah, you want to help more than one, but that's, yeah, that blew me away. Fantastic. Yeah, I see that stuff. I see yeah. a lot of that stuff mm. and it's pretty good. It's just, it's life changing, like I said. And YouTube's mm. uh, changing too. It's changing things in my life. So, you know, yeah. I, I'm thankful for this platform. A lot of people complain about it. I guess people that want to make money at it complain because they don't, they have to share with YouTube, whatever. I don't care. I'm not in it for the money, so it doesn't matter to me. Mm. So um, I'm really just doing it to... It's a passion project and that's what yeah. my, my deal is. You couldn't pay me. It's a great platform. Yeah, it is. It is a great platform. It mm. works really well. Mm. I, I wish their mm. algorithm was more fair mm. and I wish they weren't leaning towards the WHO for their food stuff. But yeah, I mean, I get yeah. that. And that's a, a valid complaint, but if you simply yeah. go to rumble and stuff, they just don't have the, the search algorithm. They don't have the tools yeah. that you have here. So it's this the is really the way to go. It is the, you know, maybe in 10 years, that'll be different. It might be right? yeah. with AI and yeah. everything. Who knows? But I think even that in itself is is good motivation to push the message because you know you're yeah. up against a behemoth of a of an organization like the WHO and Google yeah. themselves. So hopefully they don't censor us too hard and we can just keep screaming from the rooftops. Yeah, and that's why making connections is so important. Why making communities so yeah. important? Community is the the yeah. key because that's how you connect. People are missing that connection too. And once your mind's straight and your body's healing making connection is what you want to do anyway. You just want to connect with people. Whereas before yeah, I avoided yeah. connection. Okay. On the old diet. Yep. I avoided connection. Yep, I did not want to go out. I did not want to be in mm -hmm. crowds. I did not want to go to a party and meet people. That's not what I wanted to do. I want to sit home. And now I, I look forward to and want to connect. So yeah. I would have considered myself a, a classic introvert before this diet. Right. right. I'm not anymore. I crave social contact. Yeah. All right. So how, can people who follow how can people follow you or get in contact with you besides your YouTube channel, which is at the primal timeline at prime. Yeah. At the primal timeline. Yeah. Right? That's right. Um, okay. Yep. That's the one. So I've also got a Gmail account with the same handle, the primal timeline at gmail.com. Okay. So feel free to email me there. And I've also got a, an account on X as well, a Twitter account. So okay. at this stage, I don't have Instagram or Facebook or anything like that. I've, I've actually, again, probably more of a sign of the old me. I, I, I got off Facebook about 11, 12 years ago because I, yeah, I didn't yeah. like the social, I didn't like the social aspect of it. So I'm just not on there, but I'm on X and I'm on, on Gmail. Good deal, man. And, That's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun talking to you, Pete. I really yeah, enjoy your company and one great. day we'll meet up. I'm maybe I've always wanted to go to Australia. Maybe I'll make it down there sometime. Come on down. Come on yeah. down. Or maybe I'll, I've never been to the States. So I, I would love to do that as well. Texas is the best state. That's all. That's all yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have the best meat. Texas. We have a barbecue yeah. on every corner here. So you, you, the thing is when you're driving around and you're hungry, you can just pull into a barbecue and get like brisket with Imagine. fat all over it. It's amazing. And it's just That's smoked, amazing. just smoked brisket. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's not much fantastic. of that here, unfortunately. Yeah, I know, but you can make your own because you got a smoker. So exactly. All right, yeah. man. It's been awesome. Cool. I'm going to drop you out. Stick around for a minute. I'm going to say goodbye to everybody, and then I'll we'll chat for a minute. All right, guys. Another great talk. Pete's just a wonderful guy. Check out his channel. Support YouTubers. Find new YouTubers like him. Like and subscribe. Hit the notification bell so that they. That when they make videos, you need to watch them right when they come out because there's a golden hour when that video hits 
where they see who what subscribers do when they get the video and if subscribers all watch it then the algorithm shares it out with non-subscribers so that's pretty important so definitely you can get into the fight if you're not going to make a youtube channel just like and subscribe and follow these guys all right guys all i got to say is stay strong and overcome carnivore soldier out